0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Talk Stock Market News. Today is Tuesday, the 2nd of May, 2023. Today's topics are Western Alliance and Pacific West share price dominated by pessimism, the US job openings dropped to the lowest level in two years, Europe core inflation showing signs of slowing and the immense volatility in the two-year treasury yield. And of course, we will check in on the market's performance. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. After the recent acquisition of First Republic Bank by JP Morgan, a lot of pessimism arose among regional banks. Shares of banks that have similar issues, like Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic, were under pressure today. Both SVB and the First, and First Republic Bank were holding a lot of high-duration bonds. The price of high-duration bonds is susceptible to interest rate hikes, and when rates rise, the price of bonds falls. At the same time, both were suffering under a strong outflow in deposits, which forced those banks to sell securities, especially those high-duration bonds, at a loss. Pacific West and Western Alliance are two banks that have similar issues and hence the share price of Pacific West was down 25% by noon in New York and due to volatility, trading for Pacific West shares was halted for a short moment. Shares of Western Alliance are also down by more than 20%. The markets are basically looking for banks that are vulnerable at the moment and another collapse is not unlikely. Let's take a look at the comments from Jamie Dimon yesterday after JP Morgan acquired the First Republic Bank, because we can spot pessimism there as well. Jamie Dimon did say that the rescue of First Republic Bank, quote, pretty much resolves them all, end of quote, but he also said, according to the Financial Times, that, quote, there may be another smaller one to come, end of quote. It also must be mentioned at this point that regional banks are highly exposed to commercial real estate, which is a sector that is suffering under higher interest rates, and at the same time working from home decreases the demand for offices. Real estate is a general problem for banks at the moment, and rising interest rates are toxic for banks that are highly exposed to, for example, commercial real estate. Just think about it, as interest rates rise, the demand for real estate falls, causing prices to fall. This means that more people will be able to pay in cash for properties, which reduces demand for loans, and because the interest on loans is now higher due to higher interest rates, there is less demand for loans as well. Hence, this could really put regional banks under pressure. Charlie Munger, in fact, said to the Financial Times recently that regional banks are full of bad commercial real estate loans. This will certainly be a story that the Krebendruck stock market news will keep a closer eye on. Another interesting story today is newly released economic data just waiting to be analyzed. Job openings decreased for a third straight month to 9.59 million from 10 million one month ago. This is the lowest level of job openings in more than two years. In addition to that, the quits rate which measures people voluntarily leaving their jobs as a share of unemployment, dropped to 2.5%, which is also the lowest level in two years. Another interesting indicator is the jobs openings to unemployment ratio. That ratio dropped to 1.6 in March, which is the lowest level since October 2021, according to Bloomberg. The level was at one2 prior to the pandemic. At this point, I must mention that we cannot read too much into the JOLTS report due to the fact that the survey response rate fell to as low as 31%, according to Bloomberg. We will get the whole picture of the overall health of the labor market on Friday, including the unemployment rate for April. However, this data does show that the labor market is cooling down. And I must admit that I am a little worried about where the labor market is heading. It is true that the labor market is still very tight. And the unemployment rate fell to a record low of 3.5% in March. However, I keep thinking about the quote from Larry Summers on Bloomberg Wall Street Week a couple of months ago. Larry Summers said that, quote, when the unemployment rate increases by 0.5%, it increases by 2%, end of quote. In fact, my own analysis of the previous economic downturns shows that once there is a rise in the unemployment rate, it starts to rise fast, and that downward trend of the general labor market is hard to stop. Obviously, that downward trend did not start yet. The unemployment rate is still falling as of the previous labor market report. I also believe that this trend is slightly different, or this current cycle is slightly different, because of the macroeconomic implications caused by all the liquidity that was pumped into the markets during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, if Friday's labor market report confirms that the labor market is clearly cooling down, then the trade-offs in the Fed trilemma will become a greater problem. The Federal Reserve basically has to ensure three things. Price stability, full employment and financial stability. As of now, price stability is the most severe problem. However, as the economy weakens and financial stability starts to deteriorate, it will be harder for the Fed to only focus on fighting inflation. It is of course assumed that as the economy weakens and credit conditions start to tighten, Inflation will start to drop sharply, but what if it doesn't? What if we will be faced with stagflation? Hence, it is indeed a problem when the trade-off becomes harder. On Monday's trading day, we have seen more significant movements within the two-year treasury yield. It hopefully is clear to everyone now that the two-year treasury yield needs stabilization. Such eye-popping fluctuations are not normal and they make cash management very hard. Normally, the two-year treasury yield is anchored to the strategy of the Federal Reserve. However, the Federal Reserve does not seem to have a strategy right now. Instead, they are dependent on mixed economic data. I truly believe that once the Federal Reserve Trilemma trade-off becomes an increasingly bigger problem, it is ever more important that the Fed is anchored to a certain strategy. Otherwise, the Fed will continue to be dependent on lagging indicators, that are sending mixed signals, increasing the risk of making a wrong monetary policy decision. We also got economic data out of Europe today. Europe will be a big topic this week due to the interest rate hike decision of the ECB on Thursday. Core CPI, which strips out the volatile food and energy prices, increased by 5.6% in April, down from 5.7% in March. Headline inflation, which is a less important indicator of underlying inflation for central banks, increased to 7%. A 6.9% increase was anticipated by analysts. When I look at these numbers, I still see very high inflation, but it, it is good news that Core CPI did not increase further. According to a survey of bank lending in the EU, credit conditions are tightening, according to Bloomberg. This, in addition to a small downside surprise on core CPI, might cause the ECB to raise rates by 25 basis points on Thursday instead of another 50 basis point rate hike. Let us now check in on those markets. The S&P 500 finished the trading day in the red by 1.16% at 411958 the Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down by 1.08% at 33,684.53 points, and the NASDAQ 100 was also down 0.89% at 13,113.66. The 10-year Treasury yield declined 15 basis points and fell to 3.42%, and the CBOE VIX Volatility Index rose 9.89% to 1767 West Texas Intermediate Crude fell 5.4% to $71.56 a barrel. And Gold Futures rose 1.7% to $2,026.60 an ounce. Last but not least, we will dive into some of the earnings today. Ford reported earnings on Tuesday. Earnings per share of 63 cents um, adjusted versus 41 cents expected were reported. Automotive revenue was at $39.09 billion versus an expected $36.08, according to Refinitiv. Pfizer reported earnings per share of $1.23 adjusted versus $0.98 expected and revenue of $18.28 billion versus an expected $16.59. As the U.S. shifts to the commercial market for COVID products, Pfizer CEO Albert Barula, I apologize for mispronouncing that name, stated on the results call that the company anticipates 2023 to be a, quote, transition year for COVID sales, according to CNBC. Uber reported, according to CNBC, a loss per share of 8 cents versus a 9 cent loss expected by analysts. Revenue was at $8.82 billion versus an expected 8.72. The earnings of Marriott increased today on the back of a strong consumer that continues to make up for slower demand for business travel, according to Bloomberg. And that is it for today's economic and stock market coverage. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Krippendruck Stock Market News. Another episode will be released on Wednesday. Have a great evening.